Hello, everyone out there. Happy 2023. It's our first show uh, after the holidays. So happy to be back in the studio with Bob and with Dr. Ellsworth and uh, with all of you this morning. Hello, everyone. I am Laura Ellsworth welcoming you to Prairie Doc Radio. This is a program of the Healing Words Foundation, a 501c3 founded by Rick and Joni Holm. We are here to answer your medical questions, so give us a call at 605-692-1430. 605-692-1430. With us today is Dr. Andrew Ellsworth, ready to answer our medical questions. Dr. Ellsworth's specialty is family medicine. He works with the Avera Medical Group Brookings and volunteers as part of the Prairie Doc team of physicians. Good morning, Dr. Ellsworth. Good morning, Laura. We were just reminiscing here with Bob about Christmas break and all of all the fun we've been having. And um, it's been a really unique Christmas break for families with kids in the Brookings School District. We've had uh, four days before Christmas break started that were canceled due to weather and now another one today due to weather. And so last night at supper, we did the count because it feels like we've been on break for a while. And we are on day 23 of no school with uh, kids in the working school district. So it's been a nice long break. They'll be well rested and ready to go back and learn. That's right. They will be ready to go, right? (laughs) Yeah, we've been trying to um, adjust the alarm clocks, set alarm clocks a little earlier this morning to try to get back into those routines. So, yeah. Fortunately, we have great kids, and they're kind of fun to hang out with, so I don't mind another snow day and getting to hang out with them. It's all good. (laughs) It's all good. But I appreciate all those people who have to be so flexible to make all those things work. And uh, um, I know Eli's been doing basketball or trying to do basketball when they, uh, again, and those poor coaches have had to send out so many messages, like, we plan to practice, but nope, maybe not. Just kidding. So a lot, a lot. Um, for us to be flexible with this time of year. That's for sure. As we move past the holidays and into January, uh, what are we seeing now as far as respiratory illnesses go, Dr. Ellsworth? Well, it's been that mix that it's been for a few weeks now of actually still influenza and RSV and COVID. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, COVID is, is usually worse for the elderly and those with higher, with more medical problems and, uh, and unvaccinated. And uh, influenza can, of course, affect all ages too, but um, higher risk for, for little ones and elderly. And then the RSV is higher risk for the, the little ones. But any of them can make someone sick and mm-hmm. cause a bad cold. So we're still seeing a lot, it sounds like. Yeah, it seems like as I've been talking to different friends and family, a lot of people were sick over the holidays with various things. And there's other things going around too, other viruses and, yep. Right. Yep. So keep washing our hands, covering our mouths with we're sick, all those good things. Stay home if you can, right? All those good things. All right. Well, our Prairie Doc topic this week is grief. Uh, such an important topic for us to think about and talk about and find ways um, for some resources uh, for those of us dealing with grief. Uh, but we're going to go to our first break now, but I want to give our listeners a chance if they have questions about grief 
or any other medical issues, you can give us a call at 605-692-1430, with any medical questions you would like us to address. We thank you for listening to Prairie Doc Radio on KBRK and on our podcast. We will return following this informative message from the Avera Medical Group. If you have diabetes, these lifestyle changes can help lower your risk for heart disease. Follow a healthy diet. Eat more fresh fruits and vegetables, lean protein, and whole grain. Aim for a healthy weight. If you're overweight, even losing a modest amount of weight can lower your triglycerides and blood sugar. Get physical activity. Try to get at least 150 minutes per week of moderate intensity physical activity, such as brisk walking. Manage your ABCs. A, your A1C test. B, keep your blood pressure below 140 over 90. And C, control your cholesterol levels. S stands for stop smoking or don't start. This message is brought to you by the Avera Medical Group Brookings. Call your provider with questions or to set up an appointment, 697-9500. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Laura Ellsworth, and Prairie Doc physician Andrew Ellsworth is here to answer our medical questions. Give us a call at 605-692-1430. 605-692-1430. Before the break, I was mentioning that our Prairie Doc topic this week is grief. Dr. Ellsworth, tell us about the show that will be on Thursday night on SDPB television. Yeah, it's it's not a live show. We recorded it about a month ago or so um, and uh, had uh, two people from Brookings with me there that are not MDs, but who uh, were, had a lot of good insight on grief. And so uh, Pastor Steve Palo of Ascension here in Brookings and... Uh, Ascension Lutheran Church here in Brookings, and um, Donna Buman, social worker at the Brookings Health System. And both of them do grief classes. And, uh, you know, it's a topic that we really hadn't tackled in and of itself um, uh, for a show for Prairie Doc that I know of um, in, you know, 20-plus years. Um, Certainly we've covered end-of-life care and death and dying and, 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 and dealing with that before um but but this you know a little different perspective on the grief end which encompasses all the loved ones um but also you can have grief for yourself too mm-hmm. for things as your body changes or or if you get a diagnosis and so it, you know there's a lot to it there's a lot of different ways you can lose something in someone and um um it was really interesting to talk about Mm-hmm. An important topic that so many times people kind of try to avoid, mm-hmm. and uh, and that's not necessarily healthy either. So it's it's some a lot of times good to talk about these things. Mm-hmm. And I understand there's a segment with Joni on the show as well, uh, and Joni sharing some of the things she's learned about grief these past few years as well. So right, yeah, yeah, yeah. and of course, um, it, it, you know, it, she had. Um, experience with that with losing our founder and of the with the prairie doc dr rick holm and uh and so i'm yeah it was really great uh and nice of her to to contribute to the show that way really special mm-hmm. 
So what resources are available for someone with grief or someone in grief? There's these, uh, you know, grief classes. Okay. um, That you could pursue, like I said, here in Brookings through the Brookings Health System or maybe through um, your local church. Um, You know, there's always someone, hopefully that, uh, you know, you could see a counselor to talk things through, but hopefully there's someone that you can talk to just friends and family, Mm -hmm. you know, to talk about your loss and talk about the person. Usually it does help to talk about it and, and, and experience and share those emotions, whether it's sadness, whether it's joy, whether it's relief, you know, some of these emotions a person might feel guilty Mm. about um and you don't need to feel guilty about having an emotion i mean there's you know there's there's going to be joy and sadness and relief and anger and all these emotions and so um you know and processing that and talking to someone and and sharing stories and remembering the good times and 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 talking things through can really be helpful Mm mm-hmm we hear some about the stages of grief and what those are. And um, through our conversations, I've been hearing that maybe there's a transition away from calling them stages because maybe we move through them in different ways. Yeah. You know, in the U.S. here, we like to go through A, B, and C and, and you know, and such. But it, it doesn't work that way, at least with grief. And, and, and Elizabeth Kubler-Ross, who came up with those stages of dying, you know, she herself makes it clear later that, you know, these weren't, you have to go through A, B, and C, and, and especially with grief. Some might, <coughs> quote-unquote, skip several steps or be in a something for quite a while, like experience one of those, quote-unquote, stages. You know, there's no requirement. But in with grief, there's everyone experiences differently, and there's no right or wrong. Um, I think knowing about them gives you a little insight to know that, yeah, there might be some anger and denial and bargaining and acceptance and you know mm-hmm. but so you uh, kind of name some of those feelings you could name and them, recognize expose, them but yeah it's not uh-huh. a instrumental part any of it mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. just help you understand what you're processing in a different right. way right so how can fa- friends or family help someone during initial grief during those first you know weeks and then as well as later on <clears throat> um, you know, certainly think think of them, call them up. They might not always want to talk. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe make them some meals. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe shovel their driveway. <laughs> <laughs> Opportunities for that around here yeah. this year. Or yes. invite them to shovel with you. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, let them get their mind off things too to mm-hmm. do something else. And sometimes they'll accept and sometimes they won't. And don't be offended if they don't either. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, giving them that opportunity to talk about their loved one. You know, um, sometimes peop- some people might be avoiding the topic quite a bit around them. And they, th- you know, it's obviously on their mind and, and it's on <laughs> everyone's thinking about it, but no one wants to bring it up and they're scared they might, you know, cause someone to cry. But it's okay to cry mm-hmm. and it's good to talk about. And, and, and some of them might feel r- relief if you say, you know, how are you doing? And, you know, and you talk and talking about the, the loss and the loved one and, uh, and that 
they might not want to talk right then, mm-hmm. or they might want to. And hopefully, if you brought it up, you're at a time where you can have the time to be there with them and listen. Mm-hmm. In Joni's uh, essay, Joni's the one who wrote the essay for this week on grief. She mentions uh, one thing she recommends is to talk about the person who died. They are generally the grieving person's favorite subject. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I thought that was... Good advice, because like you said, sometimes uh, as a person who wants to be supportive of someone else who might be in grief, it feels uncomfortable or it's like I get nervous. Should I talk about that person or not? But right, it is important to talk about the person that they are grieving. Um, So that is good encouragement for all of us to know that it's good. Go ahead. Bring it up. It is good to do that. Yeah. Is there anything someone Anything we should avoid talking about, you feel like, when it comes to grief? Someone else dealing with grief? Any recommendations? Um, avoid first? comments like, it's time for you to move on. Mm. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, telling them what they need to be doing. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, maybe even comparing your grief mm. to their grief or their your loss to their loss. Mm-hmm. You know, certainly maybe you can share some wisdom about your own experience, but don't compare. Sure. You know, everyone's different. Everyone's loss is different and, and experiencing it different. And, and I don't think it's typically helpful to to compare or tell them that, oh, this, you know. Now, granted, there's there's times where grief can transition into depression, Mm-hmm. Or something where they may need help, and it, and and you know encouraging them to get help might be a good thing, you know to help help them along and 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 see how how you can be helpful for them in that way. How do we identify that when yeah. when you're in grief and right. things are feeling really difficult? When can you tell? That it's um, time to maybe talk to, like you said, a counselor perhaps, or even a medical professional for some additional help. Yeah. Yeah, that's hard to know. Um, There's not a black and white, oh, after two months, then it's, that's not a, there's no arbitrary uh, time period. You know, but if if things are unhealthy, Mm -hmm. you know, granted a person may not feel like eating, when you're in grief Mm -hmm. and where bringing them food might be helpful Mm -hmm. and stuff. But when it's becoming apparent that this is affecting their health, you know, for an extended time anyway of not eating or, Mm -hmm. you know, um, the change is inevitable Mm -hmm. and, and, and losing someone can change you. Mm -hmm. And, and it may be, uh, may take some new friendships. There might be some new people that, (laughs) <laughs> you never really knew very well before, but they've been through this too, and they were just the right person for you to talk to and hang out with, and and uh, um, and maybe that's who you might spend some time with now. Mm-hmm. And so, being being open to change, I guess, would be a, another thing I'd say. And I'm sorry that's kind of going around the question of when's it unhealthy, but. Um, because that's just no right or wrong. And, but, but if in doubt, I mean, yeah, seek help. Mm-hmm. Is grief something you talk about with your patients when you, and how they're processing that? Does that come up kind of naturally in those conversations? Or is that something as patients we need to make sure we're bringing up if we're 
um, experiencing those things. Yeah, you know, I've certainly had patients that lost their spouse or mm-hmm. a loved one. Um, and, and we can certainly talk about it at mm-hmm. times. Mm-hmm. And, and I might be exploring that with them, you know, whether it's looking more like depression as opposed to grief. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm certainly not going to be quick to put someone on and antidep- recommend an antidepressant mm-hmm. if they just lost someone. Right. Yeah. Move through that grief. Right. All right. Uh, what about with children? Um, what do you recommend when it comes to grief uh, in children and helping them ex- cope and experience that as well? Yeah. You know, and, and some of this I kind of learn more from my dad, who is a funeral director. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's my background growing up with my dad and my grandpa, who had a funeral home at Esteline, South Dakota. Mm-hmm. And in uh, um, learning how it... it you know, some may naturally want to say, oh, I don't think this child should go to the funeral or go to the prayer service or see the person. But a lot of times it's more helpful if they do go because um, otherwise their imagination mm. takes hold. Or if you, and, and to be truthful about terms, just like when you're talking to your kids about human anatomy, mm-hmm. it's good to use the medical terms. Mm-hmm. And when you're talking to them about death, it's good to use the real terms. Because if you say they went to sleep, they might be afraid to go to sleep now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so, or if you, if you l- don't let them see the person, who knows what they're imagining, or if, or if they don't get to go through the, the funeral. And that funeral, and the prayer service, all that can really be helpful for grief too. Mm-hmm. You know, in, in societies, we had built these different, ways of grieving and and ways of mourning Mm -hmm. of publicly showing your grief mourning and um and and that was helpful for people and to see the person and to help with that acceptance and so when we sweep it all under a rug and 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 skip all that i don't think that helps us with our grief um Mm-hmm. So, and I, I would think perhaps even for kids just to see grown-ups in grief, yeah. it might be helpful or useful to them too to be like, you know, I've never Absolutely. seen my dad like this before. What is going on, and uh, what is he experiencing? And talking about that uh, as a child, just kind of witnessing the grief of other people might be um, yeah important for their development as well. Yeah, and something they can recall yeah. as they grow up. And to see. Uh, healthy way to go through your grief Mm -hmm. and to cry Mm -hmm. and so on Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. but then also to see that oh here they are now laughing and telling stories you know that now they're at the supper after the funeral and after the service and and after the graveside service and now Mm -hmm. they're at the the church and they're eating lunch and they're laughing and telling stories about the person Mm -hmm. and to see that oh you know life Life is going on too, and and that person lives on in us in our memories. Mm-hmm. And every time we drive by somewhere, we think of them or have different things that remind us of them, and they and then that helps us remember them in a new way. The holidays are a unique time. I yeah. feel like they bring about a lot of memories because we all have different special memories, or uh, even <clears> at <throat> my house, I have a lot of little 
gifts that were given to me that are kind of Christmas decorations from an aunt who's passed away and things like that. So what do you recommend with those holidays and those special occasions when it comes to grief? Yeah, the holidays are definite big time um, where we are reminded of loved ones in the past and memories we had with them and family and and objects, mm-hmm. those Christmas ornaments, like you said, and 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 that's all good. It's what it's for, mm-hmm. you know, and it is a mixed emotion time. And the one reason why we're doing the show right now, absolutely, and those anniversaries and birthdays that come up. And so, um, and, and so ha- having a space and a time to talk about them and think of them is, is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Yep, and helps keeping their memory alive. Okay. It's a good thing. Right, yep. Well, it's time for us to go to our next break. We thank you for listening to Prairie Doc Radio on KBRK and on our podcast. If you would like to give us a call with your questions, call us at 605-692-1430. 605-692-1430. We will return following this informative message from the Avera Medical Group. Did you know that someone in the United States has a heart attack every 40 seconds? A heart attack happens when a part of the heart muscle doesn't get enough blood. You might hear a heart attack called an MI, or myocardial infarction. The more time that passes without treatment to restore blood flow, the greater the damage to the heart muscle. If you have pain in your chest, call for help. This message is brought to you by the Avera Medical Group Brookings, 697-9500. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Laura Ellsworth, and Prairie Doc physician Andrew Ellsworth is here to answer our medical questions. If you have a question, give us a call at 605-692-1430. Before the break, we've been talking about grief and how we experience that and how we can reach out for help and uh, even with the holidays, uh, honoring those people we love who we miss. Uh, So some great ideas there, Dr. Ellsworth, as we talk about grief this week. And on Thursday night, you'll have a television show all about grief as well. So uh, it's an important topic to talk about. Uh, A couple other questions about grief. Dr. Ellsworth, how can one overcome the loneliness of grief? And, you know, that's the interesting thing. It's such a universal emotion and experience to to lose something in someone. Um, But it can feel so lonely. And so that's where it really helps to have friends and family to talk to. And And if you don't, then reach out and 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 find someone and i bet there'll be someone and and uh and and, may, and like I said, maybe still be open to someone new then that you didn't know so well before but they've been through this and and they might be the person you enjoy talking to or find helpful to talk to so yeah n- you know there might be some days you want to just be alone mm-hmm. um but if it's day after day then it it's it probably time to seek help there too and so yeah but it can be feel so alone with grief and so so reaching out and having someone reach out is for if you know someone going through grief reaching out to them to be there for them and with them 
you know, another concept is is just the, that, you know, this is the price of love. Mm-hmm. You know, the more you love someone, the greater that love is, the, the bigger the grief may be mm-hmm. and harder that loss will be. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just shows how much that love was. Mm-hmm. All right. So they're interconnected. Right? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How does one emotionally prepare for the impending death of, of a loved one? When you know you're going to be losing someone, uh, how do you deal with that grief or what recommendations do you have about that? Well, it's anticipatory grief. Okay. If you want to name it. Mm-hmm. And it's, you're, you're going to still go through all those different emotions. And sometimes go th- almost through all of it before they're even gone. Mm. And now they're, you know, if, you know, that's especially now you see that with Alzheimer's patients mm. in the mm-hmm. families, mm-hmm. you know, that person they knew is, is gone. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately it's been a slow, painful process sometimes. And that's, and so then sometimes once they actually die, there's some, perhaps some relief and maybe hardly any grief there or some of the other emotions are you already kind of processed through. Mm-hmm. But then sometimes, like I said, you feel guilty. Why aren't I sad? Mm-hmm. But you've kind of gone through that already. Now, how do you prepare? I mean, you just go through these, you, just like if, if they had died, you, you, you have to kind of process and talk and experience these emotions and be open to talking about them and, and thinking about them and, and such. Mm-hmm. But it's not. There's no right or wrong for anyone. Mm-hmm. We all go at our own pace, and our own complex <laughs> set of emotions. Right. Yeah. Uh, and I it's not. And it might not be done. I. I, I don't imply. I don't mean to say it might be done. There's no done. Mm. It just evolves. Mm-hmm. I want to step back a moment. You mentioned early on as we were chatting that there are some grief support groups, and I understand that can be very helpful to a lot of people to yeah. participate in a support group. So just yeah. encourage listeners to give that a try. Yeah. Um, if you get in, hear about one or someone encourages you to do that, uh, you might really find that to be helpful. So Yeah, you know, here's some people that are going through it as well and a safe quote unquote safe place to talk about it and um and that can definitely be helpful for a lot of people, yes. We had a couple of questions come in by message earlier, um, Dr. Ellsworth, so I just wanted to touch on each of those. This person um, this is a big one. <laughs> can you recommend a treatment for complex PTSD? Hmm. So yeah. what, are, what are your recommendations for someone who might be dealing with PTSD and what treatment options are there? Well, you know, it, 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 it's probably going to be one of the most helpful things uh, could be counseling. Mm-hmm. And, and, um, and there's, when we say counseling, that can encompass a lot of different ways of doing counseling. And, and so, you know, if, you could certainly hopefully find a counselor locally or someone that can help you. But if, if it doesn't seem to be working or you need a new uh, way of, of, of doing it, maybe you might need to find a different counselor um, or someone that their style is a little different, or maybe they do some cognitive behavioral therapy or other things like that, that are, uh, have been shown to be helpful. Okay. So tr- 
start with some of those things and that might lead to other yeah, so you know talk to your you. doctor and maybe they mm -hmm. can point you in a way with a particular counselor or someone that you know kind of specializes in ptsd okay we have just a few minutes left i'm gonna go to our final break and then we'll be back after this informative message from the avera medical group influenza has made its appearance if you have not received a flu shot, get one now. Symptoms of influenza are fever, fatigue, cough, runny nose, body aches, and decreased appetite. Generally, influenza makes you feel much worse than the common cold. If you have questions about influenza, call your provider at the Avera Medical Group Brookings, 697-9500. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Laura Ellsworth, and Prairie Doc physician Andrew Ellsworth is here to answer our medical questions. Uh, we have just a couple minutes left, so thank you, Dr. Ellsworth, for being here. We've been talking quite a bit about grief today. That's our Prairie Doc topic this week. We had one other question come in about uh, someone who had watched the neuropathy show. I had a follow-up question about some foot issues and she says that when her feet are cold and wet when warmed up via warm water or warm packs or exercise she experienced a warmer mild tingling uh, changes socks multiple times to warm up her feet during the day what is that if our feet um, maybe experience some coldness there and uh, yeah, I mean there could be there, there. there could be some neuropathy going on you know it's, and it that can vary from person to person what feels good okay. there might be some people that find they have to wear be barefoot around the house to be most comfortable some might feel best in socks and some might feel best in shoes mm -hmm. and um and so and sometimes those nerves it's not just numbness sometimes it's just over i don't know what i call it overstimulation but just the interpretation of those signals of sensation hurt mm -hmm. and so yeah then as much padding or heat or cold is more helpful for them. So it could be some form of neuropathy there. Okay, something to maybe mention next time you're yep. at the doctor, yep. but maybe don't have to rush in. Or do you, do you recommend getting right, it right I away? Mean, okay. Yeah, you know, if it's on both sides, it's, it's probably some systemic th thing, not necessarily like one, uh, there could be all different causes okay. of neuropathy. So, so I think they better work, get it checked out, yeah. Okay, all right. Well, we thank you for listening today to our Prairie Doc radio program. Before we go, please be sure to tune in to South Dakota Public Broadcasting Television and the Prairie Doc Facebook page for On Call with the Prairie Doc most Thursdays starting at 7 p.m. Central. This week on Thursday, January 5th, Prairie Doc host Andrew Ellsworth will discuss coping with grief and loss. The Importance of Taking Time to Heal with Pastor Stephen Malo from Ascension Lutheran Church in Brookings, South Dakota and Donna Buman from Brookings Health System. So tune in tomorrow night on SDPB television or look for this episode on the Prairie Doc YouTube channel or Facebook page. We hope you've enjoyed our Prairie Doc radio program and will listen again for Prairie Doc on KBRK brought to you by the Avera Medical Group Brookings. Please follow the Prairie Doc on Facebook and YouTube. For free and easy access to the entire Prairie Doc library, visit www.prairiedoc.org and look for Prairie Doc wherever you find your podcast. My thanks to Dr. Andrew Ellsworth for joining us today. And as Dr. Holm would say, stay healthy out there, people. <laughs> <laughs>